Today's scripture reading is from Philippians chapter 4, verses 11 to 13. For I have learned to be content with whatever I have. I know what it is to have little, and I know what it is to have plenty. In any and all circumstances, I have learned that the secret of being well-fed and of going hungry, of having plenty, and of being in need. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Would you join me in a prayer? Gracious God, on this rainy day, we thank you for your creation and your amazing grace. Lord, touch our heart with your spirit and help us to have open hearts and open ears as we are about to receive your words. And also please guide my lips and tongues so that I can deliver the message that we need. Thank you, we pray in Jesus' name, amen. Today I'd like to start with a story about a pastor and a farmer. Pastor asked a farmer whose name is Paul. Paul, if I give you $200, would you give 100 back to church? Paul said, yes, Pastor, you know I would. Pastor asked a farmer, Paul, if you have two cows, would you like to give one cow back to church? He said, Yes, Pastor, you know, I would. Pastor asked the farmer again, Paul, if you have two pigs, would you like to give one pig back to church? And the farmer said, Pastor, that's unfair. You know I have two pigs. He's supposed to be left, but okay. Good morning, church. Today is the second Sunday of our stewardship sermon series, Generous Beauty in Giving. Today, I want to deliver a message entitled, Finding Our Contentment in God. Have you ever thought about that my neighborhood's lawn or house is nicer than yours? Or have you thought about that your friend's child or children behave better than yours? Or if you ever thought about that if you had a newer car or if you had a different job, you'd be much happier. Or do you have some friends or family members who constantly complain about what they have? Last Sunday, we discussed how the, the materialist world that we live in often leads us to believe that our lives are defined by the abundance of our possession, pushing us to desire more and more. One of the persons said, in this world, if you do not buy the newest you know, product like a new iPhone or a new cell phone or a newer car, that's a sin. You have to buy the newer one. 
However, no matter how much we acquire to fill our desires, we often find ourselves unsatisfied and longing for more because we often focus on what we lack. There is a story about a pilot who always looked down intently on a certain valley in the Appalachian when the plane passed overhead. One day his co-pilot asked, what is so interesting about that spot? The, the pilot replied, do you see the stream down there? When I was a kid, I used to sit down there on a log and fish. Every time an airplane flew over, I looked up and I wished to fly. But now I became a pilot. Whenever I pass by the spot, I wish I were there and fishing. Despite his long-awaited dream coming true, the pilot still desires something that is lacking. This story reflects the prevalent mindset of discontentment in our society and in our world that we live in. It's often easier for us to find something to be dissatisfied with rather than to be satisfied with. This contentment can even extend to our families as we want for the perfect family. We sometimes complain about our parents. When I was little, I wish my friend's parents were my parents because my friend's parents allowed their children to sleep over at their friends' houses. But I never allowed to do that. And we sometimes complain about our children. And then we say, why my children do not listen to me? By the way, this is my case, not your case. <laughs> and sometimes we find ourselves comparing our mate to others, focusing on his or her imperfections, and imagining how much happier we would be if we were married to someone else. We also find a discontentment with our jobs. Perhaps we don't like our boss or the work environment or the pay. We keep searching for the perfect job that will make us happy. We know that having a mindset of discontent is neither healthy nor beneficial for us. So how can we break free from the cycle of dissatisfaction and the unhappy feelings? The today's scripture reading offers a solution. It says, by learning how to be content. The Apostle Paul serves as an excellent example of contentment. In his letter to the church in Pilify, he wrote, I have learned to be content with whatever I have. I know 
it is to have little. I know what it is to have little. I know what it is to have a plenty. In any and all circumstances, I have learned the secret of being well-fed and of going hungry, of having plenty, and of being in need. The uh, NIV translates verse 12 this way. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation. From this, we can be certain that Paul's contentment did not come overnight. It was likely developed over time through a life guided by God's word and prayers. As a Roman citizen and well-educated person, before meeting with Christ, Paul's life must have comfortable. However, his heart was filled with anger towards Christians, and he spent considerable efforts and time persecuting and harming, harming those who believe in Christ. Yet, as an apostle, Paul's life and ministry were characterized by contentment and gratitude, not because of what he had, but because he had learned how to be content. Through a guided life guided by God's words and prayers, Paul discovered that contentment lies not in what he has, but in whose he has. Paul says in verse 13, I can, I, I'm sorry, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Because Paul had Christ to strengthen him, even as he sat in a prison, waiting for news about his potential execution, he found contentment. And he found the ability to write a thank you note to the people, the church in Pilify, and also he was able to share the secret of contentment with his people and also with us. Brothers and sisters, like Paul, we too can learn to be content in any circumstances we found ourselves. However, as I mentioned earlier, it doesn't come naturally. It doesn't happen overnight because it requires practice, much like developing a muscle. So let's find out how we can learn contentment. First, we can learn contentment through the practice of generosity. Contentness involves finding happiness in what we have rather than distress over what we lack. A Christian author, Robert Chinez, suggests in his book entitled Practicing 
extravagant uh, generosity that when we voluntarily give away a portion of what we have and uh, the earnings, we are essentially saying, I could spend all this for myself. However, I chose, I choose not to. He says, this mindset gives us the positive impact, even though it is a small act, when repeated frequently and intentionally breaks the bonds of self-destructive acquisitiveness and help us learn how to be content. And another stu study conducted by the Greater Good Science Center on Generosity also found that even small acts of giving trigger positive emotional uh, experiences leading to a sense of fulfillment and commandment. And second, we can learn and practice contentment by cultivating a grateful heart. The Apostle Paul says in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 18 that give thanks in all circumstances. Sometimes when our life doesn't go as we wish, it is hard for us to be grateful. However, Paul urges us to be grateful in any circumstances. And he said, when we do that, instead of complaining or focusing on disappointment, when we do give thanks to God and give thanks to be thankful for our family, our job, our friendship, and our house, and our church, we're going to have a contentment mind, and God will fill our hearts with gratitude and happiness. And he says, that is the secret of the contentment that we practice. So my prayer is for you that I know it is hard, even myself, I find that practicing gratitude is hard. But I encourage you to say thank you to your children and your spouse and your friends and even those, the, those stinky neighbors who give you a hard time. I'm grateful for you. And see how God changed the world through your small action. That small act not only changed us internally, but also blessed those around us and transformed the world. Let it be so. Amen.
Yeah. 